0: Welcome to the Eight Letters Cafe, a podcast turning creativity into infinite stories. This is your host, Cindy de la Cruz, curator for Eight Letters Bookstore and Publishing, and author of several books including The Planner for Writers, The Novelist. When I listed my goals for 2017, I put in making a podcast which I specifically mentioned, the target of 20 episodes. But you know what? I'm currently recording my first episode as of 31st December 2017 so you could say that the goal is an utter failure. There are a lot of reasons why I have not allocated the time to work on it. One of the main reasons was I was working on my novel and you know every time I'm done with writing one story I'd find myself starting another one again. Other projects would then catch on but this time finally taking action. I'm going to give it the time that it deserves. As a weeknight and weekend writer, there are so many things happening and I'd love to share it with you guys. Especially that 2017 for me is a year of collaboration. I have collaborated with different writing groups and I got myself exposed to various types of creatives. Having fun is an understatement. It's more than that because you get to share your ideas with each other your opinions, and you get to help out and support each other, make art, and appreciate it together. I'm going to talk about it here on my podcast, so please stay tuned. This is episode number one, entitled, Getting in the Mood for Creativity. So yesterday, I bought a lucky bamboo plant because the old one we had was already dying, and there's no way we could save it in time. Having it in the apartment, seeing it dying, affected me in a way. I'm a huge believer that one should have a plant at home because it maintains a better atmosphere, oxygen and feng shui-wise. It also means money, health, and love. That's right, (laughs) I'm relying my luck in a plant. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get into is, after buying the plant, I somehow felt that the balance is restored at home as if something's anew, a start of a new beginning. Afterwards, I went to the park, sat on the bench and watched people exercising. I pick up my pen and paper and at that moment, ideas just started to flow. There were words and most of the time broken sentences but I was ignoring the imperfection of my thoughts. I was letting it all out. A few hours later, I managed to write and put more substance in these paragraphs putting more sense to it until it works towards how i imagine it to be you know when sometimes we get paralyzed because we want everything to be perfect that because you're obsessed to make it perfect you end up quitting it up altogether you gave up on your idea i have a full-time job and that leaves me with weeknights and weekends And sometimes, or actually most of the time, the transition from your career hat to your creative hat can take some time. So what I usually do when I get home is take a shower, have dinner, and basically rest my mind first. Followed by doing the chores, which is a way for me to clear my head. Then I would be left with maybe 2-3 to hours before I hit the bed. Once or twice a week, I'll go out and run 10 rounds in the Oval. That would really get my blood pumping and my brain fresh. Weekends, therefore, is a luxury for me where I get to be flexible and do creative things non-stop. I have interviewed three creatives and will hear what their routines are before they do things they're passionate about. What's with routines anyway and why are they so important? Well, it is to build momentum to make oneself more productive. Do you know why Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing? It is to avoid mental fatigue so he could focus on the things that matter okay so here's a saying by John C. Maxwell he says you will never change your life until you change something you do daily the secret of your success is found in your daily routine Hmm. okay so um, it's like if you're going to any competition you've got a warm-up to make sure every muscle works when you start running, it's the same as having breakfast in the morning to make sure you're a functioning human being until maybe lunchtime. It's what you get started. It's that dragging the match head along the striker to light it up. Okay, before I introduce you to the creatives, let us take a short break. Here's a poem by Carol Ann Duffy entitled Windows. The Windows. How do you earn a life going on? behind yellow windows writing at night the latin names of plants for a garden opening the front door to a wet dog those you love forgive you clearly with steaming casseroles and red wine it's the same film down all the suburban streets it's a wonderful life how do you learn it what you hear the doorbell's familiar chime what you touch the clean warm towels what you see what you smell what you taste all tangible to the stranger passing your gate there you are again in a room where those early hyacinths surely sweeten the air and the right words wait in the dictionaries on the tip of the tongue you touch in a kiss drawing your crimson curtains now against dark hours and again In a kitchen, the window a har, sometimes the sound of your radio or the scent of your food, and a cat in your arms, a child in your arms, a lover, such vivid flowers. Have you ever tried writing a novel and ended up abandoning the idea? Maybe you got lazy or lost your motivation, or maybe you don't know how to continue. There are so many factors that can lead you to quit. That's why you need better planning. And that's why I created this planner for writers called The Novelist. I'm a writer myself, so I totally feel you. I've been through tough situations where I just wanted to give up, only to realize that I only need to build better habits, design my environment effectively, and voila! I managed to write a novel in three months. It's only 250 pesos for a hard copy or 2 US dollars or 100 pesos for a printable format. Write your novel with the novelist. So our first guest for today is Al Joseph Lumen. He's the founder of Lapisakalye, Hindi Ito Ang Normal Mong Nababasa, one of the pioneering Filipino literary Facebook pages. He has co-written several anthologies, including Teacher May I Go Out and Dismineria, Tanikala, and Dudong Daga. His novel, Pagpapanggap, launched last September at the Manila International Book Festival. So, Al Joseph, um, what is your routine before you start working on your creativity goals?
1: Thank you so much, Cindy, for giving me a chance to be part of the first episode of your podcast. Without further ado, let me share my things or routine before I write or work on a literary project. I would start by making sure that the place I work in is organized and clean, with my favorite music in the background to set the mood. I also try to read books from different authors to get inspiration, some of which are from Ricky Lee, Lowell Hattie Bautista, among others. Sometimes I do also get ideas from Facebook posts that I encountered which I find appealing. For the most part, I find politics, religion, and even personal issues posted interesting. As a writer, inspiration is something that can be found from a different means. Even from a guy like me, I find something from chick flicks, something to write about. Creativity and inspiration are correlated. Kahit nakuupo ko sa jeep, bumibili ng pandesal sa kanto o habang pinagmamasdan ng bukang liwayway ma-inspirasyon May mga kwento Hanggat maaari, I'm making sure na may dala akong papel at ballpen o kaya cellphone para doon ko nilalagay ang mga kwentong nakikita ko Dahil sa panahon ngayon, madalang na o mahirap na gumawa ng routine Everything now is fast-paced na mong humabol Pero kung siniswerte, palagi pa rin akong bumabalik sa paano ko gustong magsulat. Sa loob ng kwarto, may musika at may katabing mainit na kapi sa gilid ng computer. Sabi ng ibang writers na dapat may mga ritual ka bago magsulat. Ito kasi ang go-signal ng creativity side ng brain mo. Sa Edgar Allan Poe, gusto niya nakakainom ka pang nagsusulat, kagaya ni Charles Bukowski. Isa sa mga nabasa ko. Creativity is a habit, and the best creativity is a result of good work habits. In order to be creative, you have to know how to prepare to be creative. salamat.
0: And we also got Magsy Rover, one of the creators of Bridge Comics, which also launched last MIBF, September 2017. We love this comic series because it features bands and it's all about friendship. It's really cool. Also check out bridgecomicsph.wordpress.com to know more about Rover.
2: To answer your question about what is my routine or the things I do before I start working on my passion project, well, honestly, I suppose it works differently for everyone. To me, when the word passion comes in mind, I tend to imagine the impossible before I remind myself to be practical. Because I think it's always important to be driven. I suppose maybe the roughly two or three steps that I could share would be as follows. One would be think of your favorite quote, which drives you to be positive and write it down where you can always see it to motivate you because the best form of motivation doesn't always come from the people around you. Sometimes the will to carry on would mostly come from you, apart from the memories which you hold here, of course, from your friends and family. Number two would be after I get through the phase where I can see myself driving towards this specific goal in mind and heart, I write down a list of what I need to do, specifically a checklist, And then third would be, learn as I follow my little checklist of what I need to do on my step-by-step basis. Because I believe strongly in every project or dream we work on, it's always an opportunity to grow and ponder on things to learn. There's always a different scenario for everybody when it comes to working on their passion projects. And there's no specific step-by-step basis as to how, or how you will actually do it. But uh, what is always important is you know why you're doing it. And always remember why it's always important to you. Because it will never be called a passion project if you don't know why you're actually doing it in the first place. So um, just keep on dreaming, keep on believing, and as long as you know why, you'll always be able to finish what you need to do. Anyway, thanks for having me over. Bye!
0: Last but not the least, we got Rain Rillera, born and raised in Baguio City. She has a natural affinity for cold weather and vintage clothing. Her first paying job was a puppeteer when, at 8-year-old, she staged her puppet show at a birthday party. Since then, she has been telling stories through whatever medium was available. Hi, my name is Lorraine, and I'm a writer, a graphic
3: artist and I also run an online boutique design and craft store. Before embarking on a passion project, I first have a stewing period. It's like when you cook vegetables, you just let them sit there and cook slowly. Well, I find that my ideas eventually become less absurd the more I turn them over in my mind and revise them over a period of time. That's how my mind works. I first come up with a ridiculous idea then I snip off a part here and there until I have something that I'm not completely ashamed to attach my name to. The doing period could last anywhere from between a week to a couple of months, or in the case of one particularly stubborn novel I'm writing, 10 years. And it's still ongoing. So during this stewing period, I usually do three things. First, I read up and research as much as I can. If I'm planning on making felt toys, I'd go on Pinterest to get ideas or watch YouTube tutorial videos on how to do stitching patterns. Uh, If I'm drawing a portrait, I read up on that person's life story. Second, I write everything down. I find that the cloud-based app Evernote is very handy, especially since inspiration can strike anytime, anywhere. I write all the ideas that cross my mind, Then, at the end of the day or the week, I review my notes and decide which ones to toss, which ones to keep, or to revise. And finally, if it's a huge project, I make a project proposal, even if it's only for myself. Uh, I think it's a habit I picked up from my college and NGO days. Uh, I like to be on top of logistics and other details. And as you might have already guessed, I'm kind of an OC person. I like to have everything planned out neatly. Uh, But over the years, I've learned to roll with the punches and not worry so much if things don't go the way I planned. So yeah, this doing period is uh, very crucial for any project I do
0: and that is all from us today i hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of eight letters cafe this is your host cindy de la cruz and i hope to see you next time bye